Welcome to the Wild and Well podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hilary Clare, a clinical psychologist, holistic parenting mentor with a focus on nutrition and environmental medicine, a yogi, author, and mom of two wild boys. Here, we will delve into the big and the little things that move the needle for children's health and mental wellness in a modern world that doesn't always make it easy to do so. Together, we can nurture resilient kids, vibrant mothers, and a brighter future for the planet and the next generation. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk all about dividing the mental load and all the things that we have to do as parents. So let's get into it. We often hear about delegating, and while delegating can be helpful, it also doesn't necessarily reduce that invisible load, that mental load that mothers often carry. So delegating is when we ask, say, our partners or somebody else in our life to do something for us, you know, oh, can you put the dishes away after dinner tonight? Or can you pick up the kids from daycare today? Those sort of things. That's delegating. When there's a task that we ask somebody else to do for us, that's helpful, but that doesn't reduce that load that we have in our minds of all the things that we have to keep track of because we're still asking somebody else to do that thing and then likely making sure that it's done. So a better option here is dividing. I find that this can be really transformative in our lives as mothers and in our partnerships. It's something that we can often do with our partners, but we can also do with other people in our lives, other key support people in our lives. And we can even do with our kids as they get older, they can take on tasks as well, and they can become their responsibility. So let's get into what dividing is. But first, I want to ask you this question. How are you and your partner dividing up parenting, admin, and household duties? Does it seem like you're doing appropriate amounts. It doesn't. And when I say that, I don't want to say that we have to equally divide it up, that each person gets exactly 10 things that they do, because we also are doing things outside of these. We have to take into consideration how much people are working at their paid jobs as well and other responsibilities that they might have. So it's about what works for you, but just consider that question about how you are dividing these key parenting admin and household chores and duties up between you and your partner. So if you consider all the parenting things that you do, a great majority of these tend to fall on women, as do a lot of the admin and the household duties. Partners will often do tasks happily if we ask, but that mental burden of managing everything in the household can be downright exhausting and just plain annoying. So I don't know about you, but when I, before I started dividing things between me and my partner, I definitely felt like I was nagging far too often, but it doesn't have to be that way. And it can actually be a lot more enjoyable. 
So instead of just asking your partner to pick up the kids from care, help fold the laundry, or get certain groceries, why not try dividing up tasks? This way, you will be responsible for your duties, and he will be responsible for his. No micromanaging needed. You get to decide when and how you say make breakfast, if that's one of the tasks that you take on. And your partner gets to choose how and when they clean up the kitchen after a dinner, if that's one of the tasks that they take on. So that invisible load, also referred to as the mental load, is divided. And that means that the weight on you is less. There's less overwhelm. There's less ensuring that every single thing gets done by you. And that is incredibly de-stressing and quite empowering for your partner. So it's useful for us to work as a team with our partner rather than opposing each other and always being on each other's backs about trying to um, make sure that they get their tasks done. So let's look here at how we actually go about dividing up these household, these child duties, and these administrative tasks with our partner. A useful place to start is simply writing a list of all of the tasks that you can think of that need to be done in these three categories. So it's good for you to write these down as well as your partner, because they're probably going to bring things up that you didn't think about. And it's good to look at those lists and put it all together. And through doing that, you actually recognize often that your partner is doing more than you maybe thought that they were otherwise, because there's things, yeah, that you just didn't think of. You, we take for granted that they're doing, and that's the same for them. So they're going to probably more appreciate all the things that you are doing. So write that list down, everything that needs to be done. And just a little side note on that. While you're writing that list, you could have another category that's just separate of other things that you're doing, but that don't need to be done. And that can be a list that you can start working at letting go of those tasks or those habits. Because not everything that we do actually has to be done. And I think that's such a key part before we even go and start dividing up tasks is actually just letting go of the stuff that is wasting our time and wasting our energy. So write that list, have your partner write the list or sit down. It can be useful to just do it together. And this list can include things like things you do every day, like making meals, getting the kids dressed, getting their bags packed. But it can also include those more minor things or those things that just don't happen every day that only happen every once in a while, like paying registration on your car, planning trips to visit family, sending birthday cards to grandparents, planning birthday parties. All those things can go on that list as well. And then you can start going through this list together with your partner and have each of you pick a couple of items that you will take responsibility for. 
So it's up to you how you go through this. You can either go through those everyday items and you each take a couple items, or you can go through those every once in a while items and take a couple of them. I recommend that you start with those everyday things and start dividing there and then come back later and start dividing those other more minor one-time off items because you're going to get more bang for your buck if you start with those things that happen almost every day. But do what works for you. Starting with this anywhere is a great place to be. So just you do you. So you've written out your list together or brought your list together, and then you've each gone through and you've picked out a couple items. I wouldn't go with more than that. Just start with, you know, two items each that you're taking responsibility for. And that means that you're picking items that you are going to have all the control over. It's your responsibility for getting these done and done properly. And that's the same for your partner. They pick their items. They take full responsibility for those items and they get them done in their way. So a useful thing um, to think about here is picking those items that are doable for you and that you enjoy doing, or you enjoy doing more than others. And same for your partner. And I think it's really important that you each get to pick what you do rather than you assigning your partner a task. Because we want that responsibility to come right from the beginning for each of you. And that includes deciding on what it is that you're going to do. So everybody, each person has their items. And then now it's your partner's and your um, responsibility to get those done. So here is a place where you have to work on letting go of control, letting go of things being done in a different way to how you would want things done, and letting your partner step into those roles and take those responsibilities and do them their way. So a really, really key piece of making this dividing work is resisting the urge to remind your partner to do their task, to nag them, or to critique the way that they do it. They are going to do it in their own way. And I guarantee you that's going to look slightly different or drastically different to how you would do it for most tasks. They're their own person, but we need them to be their own sovereign being and do things their own way. And that if we let them have that and we resist that urge to control, they're going to feel a lot more empowered in those tasks and enjoy them a lot more and more likely keep doing them, which is key. We don't want to have to delegate again. We don't want to have to be there to remind them. It's their thing now. And that's the same for us. So we get to do our tasks in our own way. And this isn't to say that we can't talk about how we want to do things, you know, talk about what sort of dinners we should make or what time to pick up the kids and things like that. But 
those are more just helpful conversations if our partner or we need them rather than enforcing our opinion or our way of doing things on each other. So this is something that my husband and I started doing a few years ago now, and it was really, really helpful. We started quite simply. We just wrote out a few of the items that we're doing, and we had been noticing patterns over the last few months of what was working and what wasn't and what we were enjoying doing and what we weren't before we even sat down to look at it. So I was driving the kids to daycare most days, doing the drop-offs, doing the pickups. And I can't say I love that that much. I don't love being in the car. And I just felt a little bit like a chauffeur and that's just not my jam. Whereas my husband really does enjoy driving. He likes listening to the radio and singing with the kids and he finds that quite enjoyable. So he took on that that job of doing the drop-offs and the pickups. And I was able to let go of that and he did it in his own way. Whereas I chose that I wanted to do most of the dinner cooking or getting dinner sorted during the weekdays because I like cooking I like having fun in the kitchen and I work from home. So this actually worked in my schedule quite well. I could take a lunch break and just start getting food prepped when I needed that mental break. So this way on a day-to-day basis, we're not wasting time deciding who's making dinner or who's driving the kids to daycare. And This has shifted slightly because we've moved, we're further away from my husband's work and daycare and my eldest son has started school, well, preschool, and the hours there are a lot less. So I've started actually doing more of the pickups because of this. And I'm saying this because things do shift, right? We may have decided a few years ago that this is what worked for us with what tasks we're taking on, but that doesn't mean that because of like life circumstances and different things, these can't change. It's something that we always need to be reevaluating and reassessing and checking in to see what works for us as individuals, as well as each other and our families. So I do recommend after you write your list, you pick a couple of the tasks that you're each going to do. You let go of that control, let go of doing everything yourself and having it done your way. And you start practicing doing this and you go about your days and you have that responsibility of your tasks. I think a really important piece of this is checking in. So having an evening where you sit down with your partner once a week, once a fortnight, or even just once a month is probably plenty to just check in, to see, to look at that list, to ask each other, like how they're going with that first task or those first two tasks that they've taken on and problem solve any issues that are coming up for you or for them. And this is a time that you can talk to them about, Oh, I'm having a lot of trouble, like letting go of control of that task. And 
and letting them know those things as well. Cause it's not going to come across as nagging at this time. Cause this is a time that you set aside to focus on this and to talk openly about it. So at that, at those meetings, you might realize, you know, the task that I took on, this isn't working for me. I really need to like switch that or that might be happening for your partner. So you can problem solve around that. And this is also a time that you can then divide additional tasks up because if you are meeting every two weeks or every month or so, you've probably gotten into the habit of doing those first few tasks. So you're ready to take on something else. And so is your partner. So you can then each pick another thing. Maybe it's that you do the laundry and they always clean up the kitchen after dinner or something like that. So then the, and then you can meet again in a month or whenever it is that you have those quick check-ins and reassess again and keep going from there. And over time, you really build the roles and the responsibilities that each of you have. And that can be hugely helpful for reducing that invisible load, that mental load of motherhood, because you don't have to do everything yourself and you don't have to be there reminding other people to do them. And as your kids get older, you can bring them into these conversations and they can take on pieces as well. It can start really small. It can start with uh, right now, I guess an example from my life is that my kids, when they come home, they bring their backpack in and take their lunches out. And then I take all the containers that are inside of it. And I, I put them in the dishwasher or rinse them. But that's a new thing for us. Before I was carrying the backpacks in, I was emptying them myself, doing all the steps. So I'm just starting with that first step of them bringing them in. And that's just one less thing that I have to remember. Right now I am reminding them <laughs> to do it a little bit um, because it is brand new. And for them, that's they're not used to taking on these new responsibilities, but in time, it will just become what they do. And then I can move from there. So you can start even at that younger age with them taking on small things. It might be that you sit down as a family and you sort the laundry and everybody does this together and people pick, find their own pieces of clothing and put it in their own basket. So this dividing of tasks doesn't mean that we're doing everything separately it just means that we're dividing responsibility. So in that laundry example, it may, the responsibility is that everybody is responsible for finding their own clothes in the clean clothes pile and putting it in their basket. So it really can be a family thing. And it's a great way to show our kids through our modeling that we don't do everything as mothers, that our partners do things around the house and do lots of the parenting as well. And it also then builds those skills in our kids that they, they do tasks as well around the house for themselves and for others. So it's really, it can be a really life-changing skill or strategy to use, and it can just build over time. So I will note one thing we've talked a lot here about dividing between us and our partners, 
but I want to make a note for those parents that are single parents. And I recognize that not everybody has a partner that they can divide tasks and responsibilities with. A lot of parents are parenting alone. And if this is you, consider who your main supports are and who the other main carers are in your child's life. So maybe it's your own parents. It could be your sister, your cousin, your neighbors. Consider how you can divide tasks with these people. And for example, you could ask your mom, what's responsibilities she loves to do? You know, she might love taking your child to swimming lessons, or she might be happy to do the laundry. Let her choose, ask her if she's willing to like support you in this way and take something on, on a consistent basis, drive your kid to swimming lessons every Tuesday afternoon. And maybe, you know, if you rely on your neighbors and you have a really good relationship with them, you could consider dividing up tasks between you. For instance, you could divide up cooking dinner. You know, you could cook dinner every Monday night and you guys share a meal together or just drop off their half that evening. And then the next day they could cook. So it doesn't have to be that you're completely letting go of all cooking. It just could be that one night that you're letting go of that and you're allowing somebody else to support you and you're supporting them as well. Or maybe your neighbor's kids go to the same school or even different schools and you alternate days that you do the drop-off with the kids. So you're just lessening what you have to do every single day. And this is, it's really lovely to do because you do really build community and that support between people outside of yourself and your, um, the nuclear family. Cause this is something that isn't just for like single parents. I think it's really important for even parents who ha have partners to connect and work with those outside of that nuclear unit to support each other and to divide that mental load even more. It, can be really revolutionary and it can be a lot of fun too. We can really bring people together. We don't have to do everything. We don't have to do it alone. So we'll leave it there. But before we go, I just want to make sure that you take some action because the first step is awareness. And that's what we've got over here, learning this new skill or reminding you of this skill of dividing the mental load that you may have heard about, but kind of left and forgotten about. So that's step one, but step two is taking action. So what are you going to do today? Because if you don't start taking action on things today, we leave them. We're unlikely to actually ever get to them. Life gets busy. We forget about it. So what is one micro shift that you can make when it comes to reducing that invisible load and dividing today? It might be writing a list of all your daily tasks or are asking your partner, what is one household chore that they could take ownership over? Maybe it's paying attention to what activities you enjoy doing and which you would prefer to hand over to somebody else. 
Maybe it's asking your partner to listen to this podcast. I don't care what it is. Just pick something and pick something small, pick something doable. Because that one tiny action that you take today will slowly build into bigger, more positive changes over time. So enjoy your journey of dividing the mental load. And I will see you next time on the podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wild and Well podcast. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and please share with like-minded mothers. A review wherever you listen to your podcast is greatly appreciated as it helps to get the show out to even more mothers and families. Together we can nurture thriving kids, vibrant moms, and a brighter future for the next generation. Disclaimer, the information in this podcast is intended as educational in nature and is for informational purposes only. It is not personal health advice or indicative of a therapeutic relationship, and it should not be used to prevent, diagnose, or treat health problems. If any of the information in this podcast resonates with you, consult a qualified healthcare practitioner to discuss what works best for you in your unique situation.